Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Dr. Keith Darrow podcast. As you can see today, well, I'm not alone, but it's also not just one guest. We are fortunate to have two guests with us today. We have Carrie, we have Amy, we have the owner and founders of DB Coaching. So welcome to both of you. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Keith. Absolutely. So look, let's just dive right in, right? Because one thing I know we agree on is that a lot of people in hearing healthcare need help, right? And and I'm sure you've experienced this. It's not because we're not smart enough. It's not because we're not sort of educated on all things audiology. I think what we're not educated on is running a business as an audiologist. We're not educated on handling the stresses of life and being an audiologist. So I think that's where you guys sort of fit in. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think um, the, the kind of brings up the what is what is coaching more we think of it like a capital C coaching, um, where we there are consultants out there, they're so helpful in figuring out how, how do I run a business? How do I do this? How do I make money? How do how do I pay my staff and mentors, which we really need? Um, and then friends giving lots of great advice. Let's put that in quotes sometimes. Right. Okay, uh, okay, fine. I'm glad you said that because I was going to question. <laughs> Perfect. Go on. And then we have um, certified or professional coaching where that's really helping somebody figure out their own issues from themselves, mm. how to get where they want to be. What are the blocks within themselves that are preventing them from, I have all these dreams. I have all these great things I want to do. I just can't get there. Um, now, that's a great point because here's what, I, you know, I've, I've did some digging. I told you this before we got on here. And I got to tell you, the question I had after looking at the DB Coaching website was, is it coaching or is it therapy or is it both? It is not therapy. Um, well, I, I don't mean like an actual, I know you're not a psychologist, but like yeah. it just sounded like it was, you know, more of a really helping you get through some of the hurdles. Yeah, totally. I think, you know, the reality is, and and obviously, Keith, you know, from your work, you know, when you're in, when you're in graduate school and you're getting this, you know, degree and you're all excited about it. There's so much focus on the ears, right? Especially in, in our training. And you know, right? And you're pushing for, for, for from a patient perspective to really focus on the brain. And what Amy and I, why we so badly wanted to create DB is because we wanted to focus on the brain of the professionals providing the care. And so it is different than therapy, right? Therapy really focuses on the past, what traumas, what issues showed up in your past that are maybe causing you to be dysfunctional in, in your present day. But there is some overlap, right? So kudos to you for kind of recognizing that. Um, there is some overlap. We are not therapists, but often we do kind of dip into the past. And our goal is to move that client or that person in front of us forward, right? So someone comes to us and says, oh my God, I can't, I can't stand my boss, you know? And so we might 
sit there and figure out who is that person in front of us? What lens are they showing up with? Because we all have, have, have a filter that we see our partner, our bosses, our friends, ourselves through. And that stems right from our childhood and our upbringing um, and our environments, you know? And so our biggest thing was let's start working on the in between the ears of the professionals, whether that's an audiologist or an other healthcare provider, so that they can provide the best support to their patients, but more importantly, that they can be their biggest champion. So let me, this is great. This is a great sort of preview because I got a lot more questions to understand DB coaching, to understand Carrie and Amy. And that's really where I want to start with what is your why, right? What is it that gets you out of bed every day that made you two come together and say, let's do this? I think for me, um, this is something um, just personally, I've always wanted to be in business with Carrie. So this is like a a great (laughs) win for me. (laughs) 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 But but with coaching, it really hit me during COVID when, you know, it, it affected everyone. And we saw just a lot of people really struggling, um, kind of looking in, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is this really what I want? You know, we're seeing a huge, huge shift um, in the workforce and things like that. And um, just seeing so many people floundering and um, think that they, they could use help. And with coaching, that can help just to kind of let's just dial this in. Let's laser focus this in of what what is going on. Where do you want to be? Maybe you're not even sure where you want to be, but to really help people that are just floundering or are are driven, but aren't quite sure where to put their energy. Interesting. Well, I I appreciate that, Amy. Carrie, what are your thoughts other than you wanted to work with Amy? Yeah, I mean, of course, that was icing on the cake. Um, You know, for me, um, my background was in athletics my whole life, you know, Um, went on to play college volleyball division one. And it was like a dream come true, right? It was um, just such a cool opportunity. And I had at any given time, seven, eight, nine coaches surrounding me. I had coaches supporting my mental game. I had coaches supporting my physical game. And most importantly, I had coaches that were there to hold a mirror to me and say, hey, girl, you know, pull it together, you know, or, you know, like, let's let's think about this differently. And they were there to champion me. Um, I was very fortunate in my early career where I was placed in leadership roles very early on. I was the president of the Student Academy of Audiology as a student and went on to really be placed in the high level leadership roles um, within academics uh, very early in my career. Um, And what I realized is when I got into the profession after I graduated, I was so naive, (laughs) Keith, like, I thought I was going to have these coaches. Like I thought I was going to get hired and there was going to be people there to champion me and to get me through my blocks and to make sure I didn't stumble. And holy moly, I stumbled. I stumbled and I made a lot of mistakes and I I grew, um, but it was hard. It was really hard. And so my why really became... I want to ensure that other early career mid-professionals, mid-level professionals, they don't have, like, they're saying of like, you just have to learn the hard way. I don't agree with that. You know, I think if we can make things easier for our colleagues, for um, 
for each other. I think that that's why I was placed on this earth. And so that is my why is to kind of use my lessons and the hardships that I um, had as I transitioned into the professional world. And then the skill set that I developed as a, a high level athlete to really make the lives. Um, I want people to not just survive. I really want them to thrive. So, so now, now I have a question because I'm, I'm confused and obviously might as well go right to the source and ask. So I, I, I love what you're saying. You want to work with entry-level, mid-level. Are we, and I even heard you say something to the effect of, you know, one of the employees calls you up and says, man, I really hate my boss. Who, for those people that are listening, and we've got a really big following in hearing healthcare, who is your avatar client, right? Is is it the business owner? Is it some you know, audiologist who works at a hospital or in private practice, because I'm, I'm confused here as to the model. I think um, it it can be all of those. The the core of it is somebody that is ready to change and and has the motivation to change. I think that's often happens at the top level with those business owners that are super driven to succeed, that are watching that bank account every month and are hyper-focused on that. Every um, month? I think you mean every day, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was kind okay, of you. Let's to check. Say <laughs> but also those, but also individuals that are, you know, maybe not satisfied where they're at and aren't quite sure. So I think more than the the job title that they have, I think it's their internal motivation to want to be somewhere else. Maybe that's just a mental mindset change of be somewhere else mentally, um, that they're motivated to change, motivated to figure out where they want to be next. But looking at your current clients, are they the owners? Like, what's the mix? It's actually right now it's, it's, it's pretty diverse. Uh, okay. We have a handful, uh, you know, of, of audiologists um, who kind of fall into that mid career, early career, um, trying to kind of figure out their, uh, their professional fingerprints. Um, also that those that are trying to expand their career. So maybe they're at the mid level and they really want to get to that top level, but then we also have people that are in the business world and um, are executives and are just trying to just they really want that space where they can, for the first time, really figure out who they are, not what they want to do, but who they are um, and what makes them them. Um, and then we just have like, you know, some moms, right, who were, we know that audiology and, and allied healthcare professionals, 85% of, of those professions tend to be women. And so Amy and I tra- attract, um, we attract a lot of moms who maybe stepped away from their careers and want to get back into the workforce um, and navigating that and, and, and figuring out what is showing up. Is it imposter syndrome? Do they need to get more skills? Like figuring out what blocks, limiting beliefs, interpretations, assumptions that are showing up for them. So right now it's, it's pretty diverse. It's pretty diverse. Wouldn't you say Ames? Yeah. 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 So is it Ames? Okay. We're going with Ames. So Ames is, (laughs) Ames, is it, is it more of a, 
individual, right? That That's sort of the sense that I'm getting is we're looking to work with the individual as compared to, uh, right, some other, right? I mean, we're, we're both coaches. So, I mean, that's good. I think the more of us, the better, right? I mean, there's a lot in hearing healthcare. And I love what you're saying, Carrie, which is coaching extends beyond one individual field. It extends really to almost anybody in any industry. And I love that, you know, all of healthcare providers with a there's a lot of stress and a lot of burnout um but amy is it more of a it's it's an individual as compared to a sort of rebuilding your business marketing uh role play calls like is it is it that model or is it different that's that's where I'm I think you're spot on with that. Yeah, we're we're not so much doing going into like the consulting part of let's let's do some calls or let's talk about your marketing. Um, that's not our forte um, at all. But yeah, so more of that individual, which can still be groups. You know, could be um, you know like a, a, an office, but more right. of the that individual. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, that I certainly understand and empathize with because. Uh, Right. I mean, one of the pillars in our consulting and coaching group is, is that culture. Right. And that's one of the most important things is that you've got a really a good culture. Otherwise, everybody's rowing in a different direction. And, and you know, you've seen it firsthand. That gets really sloppy. Totally. So, so let me ask you. So have you guys, have you worked in private practice? Tell me a bit about your story and how you ended up here. So I um, started a private practice nine years ago, just uh, actually just successfully sold it um, a couple of Congratulations. Ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so started it um, from the ground up. I wanted to do something totally, totally different. And um, I think that's just how my, how my brain works. It's just a little bit out there. Um, and I enjoy living in that space a bit. Um, and and so worked on creating something um, that was unique um, at the time um, and really it's looking back now, I can totally see the progression into coaching of like my concern was with that patient who is in front of me. What can I do to help that person? Um, so many times I know many audiologists hear this, like, Oh, like, I feel like I just left some marriage counseling. You know, I, I just felt like I just had a therapy session, you know, that, that individual, yes, I was helping them with their hearing. Yes. I was helping them with communication and, and their family re- relationships, which there's nothing more important than that. Um, but that individual one-on-one helping seeing, seeing, uh, the change that could happen in their life was just, there's nothing better. Excellent. Excellent. Carrie thoughts. Yeah. You know, for me, I, like I mentioned before, I, um, you know, I, I did my, my last year of my AUD at the university of Miami hospital and I was really lucky. I had some incredible mentors, some incredible colleagues, and at the time, they were looking for a director of their pediatric program. And I threw my name in, you know, you know, that's that was always my personality, you know, like, what's the worst, you know, could happen? They say no, you know, um, and I got the position, you know, and and at the time, there was really no uh, program. It was it was it was very um, it was very little. And I went on um, over 10 years there of building that program and 
really innovative things that nobody was doing. We, we, we brought in, you know, social work, we had uh, deaf educators, we obviously partnered with our with our the physicians, auditory verbal therapists, you know, a really comprehensive multidisciplinary approach, because I really felt, you know, early on that it was 20% of what we do in the hearing healthcare system is, is X's and O's. And as you know, from your work, you know, 80% is everything else, right? And when you're talking about kids with hearing loss um, and their families, like for me, I wanted to know more. I wanted to understand their why. Why were they saying that? Why was that showing up for them? Why were there parents that missed appointments? Like, tell me the story. I wanted to get deep. And well, I think um, you just like you just hit the nail on the head there. And I want to make sure that that point really gets across, which is 20% of real life in hearing healthcare is the X's and the O's and the, you know, real ear verification. 80% is the human side. Yet, look at the AUD programs, look at the HIS certificates. They're 90 plus percent just focused on X's and O's and, you know, figuring out the right steps. That that human aspect is really, really mm-hmm. lacking. 100%. And given that, it makes perfect sense that we have individuals in healthcare. And if we're just talking about audiology, it makes perfect sense that we have people that are stressed, that are burnt out, that um, aren't sure where they want to go, that they're living in I should versus what do I want to do? I should, I should, I should. You know, it makes perfect sense that we're in this situation. Of course we are. How could we not be, you know? Um, you know, well, so- you, right. So, so there's a lot of talented people in healthcare, but think about the most, I mean, let's just use sports as an example, right? Tom Brady, the most talented football player ever. You think he would have got there without his coaches? Absolutely no, not. absolutely not. And it wasn't one coach. You know, we all think, oh, it's Bill Belichick. No. In addition to all of his on-field coaches, he had off-field coaches, right? I can't think of the guy's name right now, but, you know, there's all these stories about his actual personal life nutrition coach that actually, that's the guy that got him to play until he was 45, 15 years longer than almost everybody else in the industry. Think about Michael Jordan, right? He'd be nobody without Phil Jackson, very talented, but we all need help, Right. And I think just accepting that is probably the most important thing to then really be able to achieve. I mean, there's no limit, right? Yeah. The sky's the limit. Yeah. The sky's the limit. So, So, yeah. Yeah. In my role, I was just, I was, I mean, I was just counting down the minutes to meet with my team. I had a lot of junior faculty members and I was counting down the minutes to have my coaching sessions or my, you know, like mentoring sessions, you know, and I, I, I ended up getting sick in 2019 and, and, and very, very ill and almost lost my life. And it was at that moment, I was like, what am I doing? You know, like I, I could do that full time, right? I could, I could do what I'm counting down. I'm doing at nights, weekends, you know, to support other people. I could do that full time. And so to me, it was like a no brainer to kind of transition or, or even I always say to pivot, you know? Yeah. yeah. So tell me a bit more. So now I think we've really, I think we've definitely nailed down the why coaching is so important, but I know you've got this thing, this energy leadership index, what is that? This, that's brand new for me too. I know a lot of these different, you know, 
personality, Colby. There's all these. What is this ELI? So the ELI is the Energy Leadership Index, and it was developed by Bruce Schneider. Um, It's an evidence-based assessment. And the neat thing about it, it's an attitude assessment. So very, very different than a personality uh, test, right? Um, The reality is, is our personality, I have a three-year-old and she was born sassy, you know, and, and, and that's her personality. You know, she, she, there's not much I can do to change it. I can support it and mold it and, and help her grow, Um, But that's her personality. And so that kind of comes from a work with what you have approach Um, where the assessment that we offer is really looking at your your attitude and how do you show up on a daily basis? But maybe more importantly, how do you show up when you're under stress? And so it looks at how do you show up day to day? What attitude, uh, what perceptions, what are you bringing? What energy are you bringing to the table day to day? And then what how does that energy shift, good or bad, um, when you're under stress. And the neat thing is that, I mean, when I took the assessment for the first time, I mean, I was shocked, you know, I was completely shocked. I was like, are they in my head? You know, it really, really gets very quickly, um, at a deep level of who's sitting in front of you. And, um, yeah, it's it's been it's been really really neat to have that assessment and to see people grow um from understanding right raising that awareness that consciousness consciousness if you don't know how you're showing up on a day to day um you can't change it you know and it really so, looks yeah So a- Amy is this one of those where it's like day 1 when you sign up to work with, you know, Amy and Carrie, this is the first thing you got to do because you got to know what you're dealing with. Yeah, we love to start with this. It is just, it sets the groundwork. We understand our clients so much better and really they understand where they're coming from at that moment in time. And it's really cool to see it change over time that, you know, high stress. I took it for the first time. I was, I was in a, a really rough place. I was like really stressed out. There were a lot of balls in the air for me. And, and it showed up, it showed up with the ELI that, yeah, I'm under stress and this is how that's interesting. It's like a, um, (laughs) it's like a pre and post. Is this one of those things where like, we'll do it in the beginning, we'll do it at the end and say whether or not Mm -hmm. DB coaching worked. Or no, yes, it, not even DB coaching. If you worked, if you did the hard yes. work, we're, yeah. you know, we're not the ones. Right. It's, you're no, the you're one. right. You're right. <laughs> you're the coach. You're not taking the, I love that. I love that. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. And, but but I love talk that. The but, talk, right? Yeah. Go ahead. We, we can talk the talk and say, oh yeah, I am going to, or I, when I'm under stress now, I'm going to react this way. But with the ELI, we, we get to that subconscious, which is really hard. It's hard to cheat it. You know, so you can really see, I think I'm doing better. I think I'm progressing. I am feeling so much more um, energetic and positive and engaged in my life. And now we have the proof. We love data. And here, here is some proof that things are changing for me. I am changing. So I got a question for you, right? And then then we're going to, we're going to wrap it up here. What does DB coaching mean? Now, obviously, being a hearing scientist, my brain thinks I know what it means. Is there something else to it that I don't get? 
Well, it, it just happened to be, yes, so DB decibel, um, a little nod to our history. It also is the our last name, so Dermer and Bad Stubner connection oh, there. I did not so, catch that. <laughs> yes, yes. And even our if you look at our logo, it's a little D, capital B, yep. um, just again to that nod of, of where we've been. Excellent, excellent. And but like you course, said, go ahead. Go and ahead. of course, Dream Big, you oh, know. Dream Big, yes. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, it was important to Amy as we were pivoting. It was important to have a tribute to where we came from, our audiology careers. You know, we still have amazing relationships and colleagues and incredible mentors that we wouldn't be here without. You know. Well, look, thank you so much, not only for for joining me today, but thank you for all that you do. Right, we. Hearing healthcare professionals, take away the word hearing, healthcare professionals are, I mean, maybe I'm biased, but it is the single most important profession out there, right next to teaching, right? We need to teach the next generation and we need to keep them healthy. And doing these things are stressful, right? And so I love that you guys have really opened up, even though I saw the DB and I thought this must just be a hearing thing, but now I understand really on a more bigger level that you're really trying to help any and all healthcare providers at any stage. And I really, I do, I appreciate what you said because your career is not this, you know, when you start your first few years is not like your middle years. It's nothing like the end. You really do go through phases and that's where you offer your services to help you get through whichever phase that is, whether it be, I mean, I'm sure you've dealt with people who are scared to retire, right? That's a big mental thing to overcome or to get to the next level or to go from being an altruistic student to being smacked in the face with the actual reality of day to day. Yes, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, you you nailed it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for everything you do uh, within healthcare in general. And thank you for taking the time to be here today. Of course. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.